0: What to make of Igor Shesterkin and his up and down start to the season thus far. How much of it falls on the Vesna winning goalie and how much blame should go to the Rangers slumping defense. All this and much, much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. You're locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 957 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Check. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So... Uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about something that's kind of become something of a hot-button issue uh, among Ranger fans, and that is, of course, uh, Igor Shesterkin. little bit of an up-and-down start to the season here. I, I think that's probably uh, fair to say at this point. Uh, certainly, I don't think all of it falls on him. Obviously, we've seen uh, a lot of evidence, both with the stats and with the eye test, the Ranger defense over you know the second half of the season thus far has not been exactly what it's been uh, in the first half of the season. You know that's been played so far. So uh, we're gonna dive into all that. As far as like Igor himself, though, uh, to just kind of run through everything really quick and kind of acknowledge why you know people are opining that he's struggling a little bit. And certainly, uh, he's not at the absolute top of his game right now. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Igor has given up three or more goals in five of his last seven games. And as a save percentage of just 909 in that time. And uh, this most recent game against the Senators, probably his toughest game of the season. Doesn't help uh, also that the Rangers themselves, the entire team played what I thought was probably their weakest game of the season uh, in Ottawa, but Igor did allow five goals. Um, I don't think a whole lot of them were completely on him. The only one that I would definitely put on Igor was the wraparound goal by Giroud. You know, thought he was just a little bit late getting over there and, uh, drew able to just kind of whack it into the net. But, um, yeah, you know, as far as, you know, what Igor has done so far this season and, and look, this is the stats that Igor has posted while people are saying that, you know, while oh, he's struggling and he's not right. And he's this and he's that these, these are the stats that he has right now. He is 10 and five. He has a goals against average of 2.75, a 9.11 save percentage. Both the goals against average and the save percentage, if this was the end of the season, and those were his final stats, they would both be the weakest of his career. Obviously, we got a long way to go and uh, I think eventually those two numbers will both improve, uh just based on his track record and based on, you know, what we've seen pretty much, you know, night in and night out ever since Igor Shesterkin has come into the league, but Want to also take a look at some kind of like uh, I guess you could call them next-gen stats, modern stats, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Igor right now has got six point nine. Uh, goals saved above expected. And that's good for number 10 in the league uh, among goalies that have at least 10 appearances so far this season. Uh, in that stat, the one I just mentioned, once again, 6.9 goals, save, ab- goals saved above expected. A little bit of a tongue twister there. But in that stat, you know, he's ahead of goalies such as uh, Tristan Jerry, Alex Georgiev, Linus Omark. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, Ilya Sorokin, guys that are uh widely considered to be, you know, among the better goalies in the league. Certainly all those guys I just mentioned um at the worst are are like in the top 10 territory or or somewhere around there. Maybe not Bobrovsky, You know, he's fallen off a little bit lately. But going into the season, I think all those other guys, you could certainly make a case that they're uh top 10 goalies in the league. And Igor's got them beat um in every, in the in that stat, every single one of them. So um that's encouraging. You know, he, he still is making a difference in a positive way, despite um, not being at that elite Vesna level that we're used to seeing him. Uh, the other thing I want to point out here, and we got a couple other stats we're going to get into in just a second here among as far as Igor is concerned. But um the, the one thing that I've noticed is that I don't really think that Igor has allowed a ton of soft goals or barely any soft goals. When you look at the goals that the opposition is scoring, a lot of it is on, you know, deflections. Or, you know, the Rangers are giving up a ton of odd man rushes. We saw the Senators score on a couple of those uh, the other night, Tuesday night. Uh, A lot of those are leading to goals. And I would hope that, you know, right now, obviously, the Rangers, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, no games. Got a little bit of a break for once here. So I would hope that, you know, defending or just rather not allowing so many odd man rushes and just playing better defensive hockey. uh, Hopefully, that's been a focal point for the Rangers uh, during this mini break here. Um, But, you know, as, as far as like truly... Truly soft goals. I haven't really seen a ton of them against Igor Shisterkin. Um, I, I, I will concede for sure that you know there have been a couple that got by him that were used to seeing him stop, but that's because Igor has set the bar so high for himself. And frankly, we as Ranger fans are spoiled. I became a fan. It's good timing, 1994. Good things happened that year. But And I can't speak for everybody because everybody became a Ranger fan at a different time. But for my lifetime, for, for my Ranger fandom, I've been spoiled because I have seen nothing... Basically nothing but elite goaltending. You got Mike Richter there for the last few years of you know his career, and then you know there are a couple of years there were like two years there where uh, they didn't really have that franchise goalie. You know Mike Dunham was a starting goalie. He he was okay, but um, then Henrik Lundqvist comes in, and we know what he did for 15 years or however long it was. And now we're already up to about a half decade of Igor Shesterkin, so we're spoiled. And anytime a goalie goes through a little bit of a slump like this, it kind of tends to stand out for us. I think maybe a little bit more than other fan bases. There's still teams around this league. Uh, that would kill for the type of goaltending that the Rangers have gotten uh, over the past three decades here. That is for sure. And, you know, on top of that, he's had games where uh, I feel like he has played pretty well. Uh, we'll get into those in greater detail in just a second, but a couple more of these stats I want to throw at you guys. So, Eeyore, number seven in the league on low, da- or as far as having a uh, 977 save percentage on low danger opportunities. So, he's stopping basically all of the shots that you would expect him to stop. But then, you know, then this kind of goes back to what I was talking about a minute ago, where he's just not stopping all the the saves. He's not making all the saves that we're used to seeing him make. Uh, he's only number 26 in the league in medium danger save percentage at 871, and then high danger he's 24th in the league at 764. So there is uh, certainly room for improvement there. Again, he's not really getting killed on those goal, you know, the the saves that he should obviously be making, but um, th- those ones in the middle, the the medium uh, danger opportunities, he is getting beat on a couple of those. Um, it's probably also not a coincidence that the Rangers defense, whether you go by the eye test or some of these stats I'm throwing at you guys, uh, and we'll continue to throw at you guys, uh, going forward here on um, the Ranger defense just has not been what it was earlier in the season. Uh, there was a seven game stretch here with Igor Shosturkin. Now granted Igor has gone four and three in those seven games where, where I talked about how he has a nine Oh nine save percentage in the last seven games that he's played. Um, but here, here's a stat that really jumps off the page in those seven games the most recent Igor seven games, the seven games in which he has struggled. Uh, the Rangers have allowed 33 or more shots on goal in six of those seven games. Now compare that to Igor's first eight games of the season. And in that stretch, the Rangers never once allowed more than 33 shots on goal uh, in a game. That was their high mark was 33 shots on goal. And they allowed 29 shots on goal or fewer in 20, in uh seven of Igor Shosturkin's first eight appearances. So <clears throat> it's certainly a stat that uh, gets your attention, and clearly uh, the Rangers are a little bit more under fire uh, right now than they were earlier in the season. Now, of course, Igor shesterkin he could do what he's been known to do. He could do Igor Shesterkin things, kind of bail his team out in spots like this, but uh, he has been under fire. There's no doubt about that, and even in this uh, so-called rough stretch that he's going through, he has played some really strong games Um, You know, he had the the game against the Devils. He gave up three goals in that game on 33 shots. But I thought Igor was excellent in that game. And especially once the Rangers fell behind three to two, he made some big time saves that kept the deficit at one, allowed the Rangers to come back. Uh, The game against Philly, when you make 36 saves on 37 shots, that's an awesome night. Uh, That was also the case there, I suppose. That that was a day game, I think. So an awesome afternoon as it was. Um, And then, you know, the game against the Predators, You know, that they got to him a couple times early in that game. Rangers were down two to nothing, but Igor basically closed the door the rest of the way. He only allowed one goal after that, uh, allowed the Rangers to get back into the game and fight their way to a blue collar win, despite obviously not being at their best at the start of that game. And even Igor himself not being at his best at the start of that game. But he obviously buckled down, uh, made 36 saves on 39 shots. So the point here is that even when Igor is struggling, there's still some positive things to look at. There's still some good games. There's still some. Good stretches of play. There's still some fantastic saves. There's still some really clutch saves where the Rangers, you know, can't afford to fall behind by any more than they're already down. We've seen all of that, even through what is, you know, mostly, not mostly, but but somewhat of a rough stretch uh, from Eorsha Hoeserkin. And there's actually one other stat I want to throw at you guys here. So I saw this in an article by Vince Mercagliano, and he actually got this from Clear Sight Analytics. Uh, through 13 games played this year. And this isn't just the Igor starts. This is all the games for the Rangers. Through 13 games played this year, uh, the Rangers were second in the league in expected goals against off of the rush at 5v5. Uh, And then in the 11 games since, the Rangers, I mean, this is quite the turnaround. They are dead last in expected goals against uh, per 60 minutes uh, off the rush at 5v5. So the Rangers during that time, the most recent stretch here, allowing 4.2 high danger scoring chances uh, in those situations per game in that span. No other team is higher than 3.7. So they've obviously, I feel like maybe what's happening here is the Rangers are, you know, they're also creating some more odd man rushes. So maybe they're kind of cheating a little bit offensively and everybody wants to jump into the rush, but once again, like like we've been talking about the last couple episodes, I do think that'll be a focal point for the Rangers, or probably already has been a focal point for the Rangers during this mini break that they have here at practice. Uh, the Rangers were off Wednesday, but they're back at practice on Thursday, it was said to be a pretty intense uh, practice, and I have to uh, I have to believe once again that that had to have been a focal point, um, just getting everything under control defensively and making sure you're being defensively responsible and um, you know not not hanging your goalie out to dry basically. Um, for Ranger fans that are panicked right now, though. As far as Igor is concerned, I would say trust the guy's track record, trust, you know, the the eye tests and, and all that good stuff, trust the numbers that he's put up over the past couple of years, trust the fact that we all know him to be an elite level goalie in this league. And as far as like things that you know you, you could be concerned about with the Rainers, Igor's never gonna be all that high on my list. Um th- this would have to continue for quite a bit longer. Um, you know, the, the rough stretch. And and as we talked about, this is a little bit of a rough stretch. It's not a complete disaster. It's not like he's going out there every single night and just getting bombarded and letting goals in left and right, letting in soft goals left and right and giving his team no chance to win. Now, the Rangers are 18-5-1. Igor has obviously a big hand in that. Um, goalies always got to have a big hand in that if you start the season that good. And I know Jonathan Quick has an awesome record and everything, but Igor himself is 10-5 and five and uh, he's off to a good start this season. So, um, you know, again, We've seen Igor bail his team out many, many times. Uh, it seems like right now, even with him not his absolute best, I mentioned the recent seven-game stretch where he hasn't done so well. Well, the Rangers are still four and three in those seven games, so it, it's nice to see that the Rangers skaters picking him up a little bit, bailing him out a little bit, and uh, getting him getting him some wins, even when he's not, you know, holding teams to one goal or two goals every single night. So um, let, let's remember, Igor's got a big hand in the Rangers going from where they were to where they are right now. The fact that this was uh, not too long ago, a rebuilding team and now has a winning culture and and that Igor has a huge hand in that when everything turned around two years ago, the start of that season, Rangers were getting, out played on pretty much every single night, but it didn't matter because Igor was that good. He was stealing games uh, just constantly for them. And um, I, I think that stretch right there kind of propelled the Rangers to being a winning team that year. And they've been a winning team ever since. So uh, let's not forget that while Igor Shisterkin goes through a little bit of a mini slump right here. So going to keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to turn our attention to some of the injuries. Uh, Barclay Goodrow obviously left the last game with an injury. And uh, Chris Kreider, uh, he mispracticed the other day as well. We'll get to that in just a second. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at all the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Also, just want to let you guys know that Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Uh big shout-out to the Everydayers, as always. Rangers uh going to be busy this weekend playing the Caps Saturday at 7, playing uh, also on Sunday, uh, also at 7 against the Kings. Uh, so definitely looking forward to both those games and obviously going to have uh, some recap episodes once those games have concluded. But for right now, I do want to turn our attention to the injuries. And, man, it, it feels like we're doing this a lot this season, especially uh, compared to other years. The injuries have... Uh, You know, it's not out of control yet. I I wouldn't go that far. But, man, I mean, they're missing Hedl. They're missing Kako. Fox missed a ton of time. Igor had to miss some time. So, you know, Lindgren was out for like a game or two, whatever it was. Um, And now it's possible at least that uh, Barclay Goodrow, maybe even Chris Kreider are out. Uh, There's nothing definitive, at least not that I've seen. Um, But, you know, just to kind of bring everybody up to schedule. And I I talked about this briefly earlier in the episode. But, again, the Rangers, Tuesday night, bad night, 6-2 loss to the Senators probably the worst game of the season. They were completely off on Wednesday, uh, Thursday, back at it at practice. And I uh, was said to be a very uh, intense practice. And it also comes on the heels you know, that this mini break does of the Rangers playing 10 games in 18 days. And I know nobody wants to use that as an excuse, but it is possible they were gassed at the end of that. And it's also possible and probably even likely that this three-day break here, at least this three-day break without playing any games, probably going to work in the Rangers' favor. So I'm very excited to see uh, how everything goes on Saturday night against the Caps. But as far as these injuries go with Kreider... It's interesting because the only way that I even knew that this happened or that Kreider had any sort of an injury at all was the Rangers themselves, you know, sent out a tweet. And also a couple of the reporters, you know, the beat reporters, they were at practice and they noted that he was not out there. Um, But yeah, that that was pretty much it. There wasn't a whole lot definitive. There wasn't even really uh, a ton of talk. La Violette mentioned it briefly, and I'll get to that in a second. But the injury report said lower body for Chris Kreider. But I mean, this almost feels like a a glorified maintenance day. You know, they give those to veterans every so often throughout the course of a season, just because uh, even for the Rangers and even for the NHL, which kind of tends to be a little bit secretive when it comes to injuries, uh, there's just not a ton of information available on it. So I would think Kreider will probably be out there on Saturday. I don't know for sure. I don't have a crystal ball, but uh, just going by that, it just kind of feels like, you know, he probably will be out there. Um, which is good because, as we've been talking about, the injuries have started to pile up a little bit more this year than other seasons. And, you know, Kreider, they need him. You know, bottom line, you can only afford to lose so many players. uh, 24 games this season, Kreider has 22 points. He's cooled off a little bit. Uh, Last five games, he has just one goal and one assist, but we know he's always a threat. And, uh, again, with the injuries already starting to pile up a little bit, Raiders can uh, ill afford to lose a player like Chris Kreider. Uh, Then you've got Barkley Goodrow. And um, if I had – I mean, I don't even – part of me doesn't even want to speculate, but if I had to guess, like if either Goodrow or Crider was going to miss this next game, I would say probably Goodrow, just because he was the one that, you know, left the last game. He, he got hit in the face by the puck, had a tooth knocked out. Um, you know, obviously never came back, was ruled out from coming back. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Rangers also made a, a roster move and I'll get to that in just a second as well. But Goodrow again, got hit in the face by a puck when Keandre Miller was trying to dump the puck into the Ottawa zone. Uh, he goes down, got up, skated the locker room, And um, this is in the first period. And again, we learned shortly into the second period that uh, Barkley Goodrow would not be returning in that game. So there's nothing definitive. Neither player has been ruled out. Neither player has been, um, you know, guaranteed to play or anything along those lines. But as far as what LaViolette said, I mean, he was kind of brief here on LaViolette and Kreider. Uh, LaViolette just said they were off today. We'll see where everyone is at tomorrow. It's day to day. So it is now tomorrow. It is now Friday. It's kind of early in the morning here. And, um, you know, we'll wait and see you know, if the Rangers are practicing, which I assume they are, if those guys are back out there uh, and or if they're good to go for um, Saturday's game against the Caps. Uh, Also another update with uh, the Rangers making a roster move here. They have recalled 34-year-old center and right winger Riley Nash from the Hartford Wolfpack. Nash last played in the NHL in 2021-2022. He actually played for three different teams during that season, the Jets, the Lightning, and the Coyotes. Uh, Played in 578 career NHL games, 63 goals, 109 assists. And with the Wolfpack this season, off to a good start, nine goals, 10 assists in 20 games. He's also a plus nine. Uh, My understanding is he's also one of the alternate captains. And obviously Johnny Brodzinski is usually the captain there. He's been with the Rangers uh, over the last you know handful of days, however long it's been at this point. So, um, you know, Nash from Steve Smith, the uh, Wolfpack coach was getting a lot of praise for the job he's done, stepping up as a leader, kind of that veteran in the locker room there. So, um, it, he's called up now. If he's not available to the Wolfpack uh, for the next few games, obviously they'll just have to figure it out without him. But, um, you know, again, this, this is somebody who is not a superstar player. I think that's probably obvious at this point, but somebody that uh, is a hard nosed player does bring some physicality, and somebody who I would imagine if he's in the lineup, it'll probably be in place of Barkley Goodrow, and you'll pro- probably see Riley Nash right there on that fourth line. So I'll be curious to see how that goes. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that certainly going forward. And then as far as Philip Hedel, I mean, nothing has changed all that much, although there, there is some positive news here, so I shouldn't say that outright. Um, but LaViolette did say, you know, because he's asked about Hedal, and, and with Hedal right now, everything is kind of shrouded in mystery. Uh, he could be back in the next handful of games here. Or, um, it could be another couple of months. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of clarity, and uh, maybe part of that is obviously the difficult nature of concussions. It's very difficult to even um, make a projection. Uh, maybe the Rangers themselves are just trying to, you know, play it a little bit close to the vest and uh, respect Hedl's privacy as much as possible. But uh, as as far as him coming back, it sounds like uh, there was a possibility, and it didn't end up happening. But there was a possibility that Philip Hedl would be back out there on Thursday for practice. Uh, didn't happen. But the fact that that was even, you know, a remote possibility, I think that's probably an encouraging sign going forward. That. Maybe just maybe we're inching closer to a Filipino return. Obviously you've got to exercise caution when it comes to concussions and you can't throw somebody back out there before they're ready. He'll have to get cleared by team doctors and you know, the whole nine yards there, but uh Filipino if and when he gets back would obviously give a, a nice boost to this lineup. The other uh, piece of positive news here is that Filipino has been skating on his own recently. So again, baby steps, but it does kind of feel like uh, we're moving in the right direction here. And, you know, I feel for, I feel for Philippito that that is a true tongue twister. We had one earlier. I feel for Philippito because obviously look, I mean, he's, he's still very young and he's had these concussions and he wants to get back out there and do what he loves doing and obviously be there for his teammates. And uh, it's obviously a scary situation and um, you've got to exercise caution. You can't be throwing people back out there before they're ready when it comes to concussions. So uh, obviously, you know, again, fingers crossed that he can get cleared and he can get back and there are no, uh issues going forward. Uh, but obviously we'll we'll keep you guys posted on that um the in the coming days and weeks here. So gonna keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to talk a little bit about something that's kind of happened over the past couple of years with the Rangers. They've gone from kind of being uh the hunters to the hunted, but that's a good thing. And they've also kind of become the measuring stick or one of the measuring sticks around the NHL. Whereas just a couple of years ago, you know, we were trying to stack up the Rangers against other teams, other elite teams. So like I said, yeah, I'll get into more detail on that in just a second. First, though, definitely want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from the some of the crazy realities of life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is scary. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off of your order. All right, let's go ahead and uh, keep everything rolling here. And I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about sort of like a concept, it's just kind of an idea that I had recently. And that is the idea that basically the Raiders have become one of, if not the measuring sticks of the NHL right now. Take, for example, a uh, couple of the Ranger recent losses. You had uh, the two most recent losses against Buffalo and Ottawa. Uh, Buffalo got a five-one win against the Rangers, and Ottawa just the other night got a six-two win uh, against the Rangers. And you know, from the Sabers, and just looking at you know other locked-on hosts, and um, you know, just social media in general. People are getting hyped. Fans of other teams are getting really, really hyped when they beat the Rangers. And it's not because like they have this burning passionate hatred for the Rangers, at least not in most cases, but it's because the Rangers have established themselves as one of the powerhouses, one of the bona fide top teams and a legit Stanley cup contender in this league. And that's why you've got teams like Buffalo and Ottawa both missed the playoffs last year. Both, I believe on the outside looking in as of right now, yeah, they both are. So when they get a win against the Rangers, that's really exciting for them. And, and, you know even teams that aren't beating the rangers i feel like there's kind of been some moral victories kind of mixed in there a little bit you know detroit only lost to the rangers 3 to 2 in the last game uh flyers only lost 3-1 flyers are trying to get back up this season jackets beat the rangers and then only lost them in a shootout so um again a lot of teams right now look at the rangers as like okay we're up against one of these uh heavyweight fighters here this is going to be a big time test of our character and Can we beat a team like this? And I feel like as a Ranger fan, it's really exciting to be in this spot because for years, you know, the Rangers were rebuilding there and they weren't winning a whole lot and they were on the outside of the playoff picture looking in from pretty much coast to coast, the start of the season until the end of the season. And we as Ranger fans throughout that time period, we always kind of looked at teams like, you know, the Capitals, the Penguins, certainly the Bruins, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. We always looked at those teams as kind of the measuring stick for the Rangers. Like, okay, Raiders are getting better. They're, they're starting to put the pieces together a little bit. There's talent there. There's some exciting players. Um, but can we go toe to toe with the Penguins or the Canes or the Capitals, one of these truly elite teams in the league? And when the Raiders would win those games, if they would knock off a team like the Canes or the Bruins or whoever it might be, uh, we would get really excited because okay, we just you know we're not there yet. We're still a work in progress. But we just took out one of the Giants, one of the best teams in the league. And now for the Rangers, as far as like the Rangers looking for a measuring stick. Who do you even look to? I mean, you you could say, right now, let me just say this first. The Rangers have the best record in the NHL. So if you just go by record, they have no equal. Um, If you want to look at teams like the Bruins and kind of look at what they did last year and that amazing regular season and the start they're off to this season, if you still think maybe the Bruins are ahead of the Rangers and they're still a measuring stick for the Rangers, even though the Rangers beat them earlier this season, then okay, I'll at least hear you out there. Maybe a team like Vegas, obviously they won the Stanley Cup last year and they're off to another fantastic start this season. But really, I mean, who do the Rangers play right now that you kind of like look up to and like, oh, that's the big brother and we got to find a way to take them out. I don't really think that team exists right now. And again, it's just kind of a testament to how far this Ranger team has come in just a short time. Two years ago, going into the season, nobody even thought the Rangers were a playoff team. That was a year uh, that they went to the Eastern Conference final and obviously surprised a lot of people. And even during that season, you know, there's a lot of teams. that's like, okay, how do we beat this team? How do we beat that team? But in the years that have gone by here, and certainly this year with the start that they're off to right now, there's no more like looking up at anybody as a Ranger fan. The Rangers have now become the measuring stick. And the flip side of that is that, you get a lot of teams that are going to be gunning for the Rangers pretty much every night and and looking to claim that signature win. And that does, you know, make things a little bit more challenging, but you should want that challenge. I mean, as a, as a player on the team, certainly, or even as a member of the fan base, the Rangers are one of the big dogs in the yard right now, and other, you know, people are going to be coming at them, and uh, the Rangers just have to be ready. But I just think it's so cool to see that in such a short period of time right now, the Rangers have gone from, like, maybe sort of kind of borderline playoff team to like, yeah, this team is going to be in the playoffs and so they're going to be a threat. And, you know, again, they are the measuring stick. That That's kind of the way I've been describing it here. And I think it works. The Rangers have become uh, one of, if not the absolute measuring stick in this entire league. And, and that's just very impressive when you think about where this team was just a couple of short seasons ago. But yeah, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Uh, once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. Once again, that is at lo underscore ny underscore rangers. And definitely subscribe to the locked on New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.